Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and this week we got a little little different format here. We got a, a guest on with us. It's uh, Eric for Upcycle Hockey, who is uh, one of our newest sponsors that we're working with now. So, Eric, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, Jason, I'm really, uh, really excited to be on and uh, be working with uh, the podcast here. Um, and, um yeah, I've listened to you guys for for a little bit, and uh, it's really really strong. Uh, you guys got some great opinions, and just glad to be part of it. All right. Well, I appreciate it. So, uh, as as everybody who is listening well knows, still not a crap ton of news for us really to kind of go over. We've had a kind of breaking news today, as of before I kind of got on the phone with Eric here. Uh, the only really news came out is that one of the biggest stars in the game has gotten uh, COVID nineteen, and Austin Matthews and. Uh, and he's currently training in Arizona, which is one of the big hotspots lately. So he has it, and then it looks like the Tampa Bay Lightning, like three players, unidentified players, and a bunch of staff members got it as well in their training facility in Florida, which is another hotspot. I don't know if this is going to put some damage in the potential startup time in July. Who knows? Nothing's really come out. So the Blues so far, nothing really, no news to report. Blues are back on the ice, not officially with the team yet. That is June 22nd. Uh, after that, the Blues will have just six skaters at a time on, no coaches, no nothing else. Uh, they're skating on their own right now. I heard Pat Maroon has a bunch of guys skating, but uh, that's about all we really have for your Blues news right now. Um, so really, we're just going to kind of get to talk to Eric about upcycle hockey and about his about his uh, some of his hockey background. So we're going to get into that first. So Eric, usually the first kind of thing when we have a guest on to kind of talk about is kind of like your Blues fandom. So. Usually the thing is, how did you get into watching uh, blues hockey? Uh, yeah, Jason, man, I started to really enjoy hockey uh, whenever a lot of people about my age started to enjoy hockey, and that was when Hull and Oates were just lighting the lamp constantly. Um, you know, whenever Hull was chasing that uh, that Gretzky 92 goals in a season and was getting super, super close, uh, that was the first time that, Blues hockey was front page news kind of in St. Louis in my lifetime. And every night seemed to be going over the, the, the games that were coming up, um, and, and highlights of what was going on. So, uh, I had, uh, those, the banana sticks, uh, from Milik, you know, the, the little wooden mm-hmm. ones with the, oh, yeah, uh, fluorescent, right, uh, blades on the end. Yeah, the little bright and, green or bright, yeah, bright yeah. yellow or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mine was the bright green one. Yeah. That, uh, that she just, mm-hmm. if you wanted a, uh, wrist shot that was going to go through the roof, you just stepped on the, on the blade a little bit and, uh, and got that wicked curve on it. But, um, yeah, and then my buddies and I, we would go up to uh, O'Connor Park and uh, we would just play uh, either street hockey, you know, uh, there on uh, on Pont and Bridgeton where I was growing up, or um, we would go up to O'Connor Park or a church parking lot and um, 
you know, put on some skates or people had their, uh, their tennis shoes on and uh, just running around and, and just starting to play and, and fell in love with the game at that point. And, uh, I've still got some lifelong friends, uh, from those days. Uh, we actually still, a lot of us are still, uh, playing, uh, roller hockey at Queenie on Sundays. Well, not currently, <laughs> obviously, right? But, yeah. uh, we're, uh, we're playing Sunday hockey. Um, a lot of those same players, uh, it's, it's really cool. That kind of bond that came out of that. But yeah, that's whenever, uh, that's whenever hockey kind of came up on my radar. Uh, it was pretty late whenever I first started playing, probably seventh grade or so. But, uh, I'm sorry, whenever I started playing like, uh, roller hockey in like an actual league or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and that's kind of whenever I got into the game. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Hall, uh, Hall, you know, made the hockey boom in St. Louis. You know, I think it was always a, it was always a number three, maybe number three sport for a while there. And when Hall came along, it kind of boosted it up and a little more prominence in the city, especially not having uh, football in the late, later in like, the eighties and stuff. So definitely helped, uh, with visibility. And I'm kind of close to the same way where I didn't start playing hockey and it was roller hockey when I was in the state. Sixth grade, yeah, sixth, seventh grade, and did the same yeah. thing. We played. I was in Florson, so we were a spinning. I was a spinning wheels kid. So, so we would, would rent uh, that out late at night. Uh, yeah, for sure, we would yeah, uh, yeah, rent that yeah. out. I'm same here. Like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and you get the eleven to one, eleven to one. Yeah, hours and yeah, yeah good times. They had that so, old uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, the the old uh, machine, arcade yeah, machine yeah. and then they had the the Ninja Turtles uh, arcade machine yeah I uh, oh, yeah. I spent plenty of money there before and after the game uh, before and after we uh, rented out the rink yeah that's awesome man yeah did good times so uh, usually the next thing getting to blue so obviously you, know, you talk about Brett Hall but I kind of talk so Hall might have been the guy who got you into it did you uh, as your fandom kind of grew did you any other players uh, did you really like Growing up, besides Hall, any kind of the guys that kind of you may try to model your game after, and or is there any current players that you really uh, enjoy watching? Sure, sure. So there's all kinds of um, you know, um, but the first player that kind of got on my radar, um, whenever, and this is going to be an incredibly obscure one, is uh, is Blair Atchinum, um from oh, yeah. the Pellerin Atchinum and Conroy line, the Cap line, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah I love the way. Line. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were the kind of the grinding them out uh, line for sure. Um, but I uh, I love the way that guy played. Even whenever I was in uh, high school, my uh, my number for for roller hockey was 23 because of yeah. Blair Atchison. My my brothers uh, they they loved to laugh about that. But uh, but the way he played, right? You asked that was one of the things you said. Um, the way that he played, he hustled after uh, hustled after pucks. He he finished checks right and. Uh, Gotten, uh, gotten lanes, um, passing lanes, shooting lanes, and, and knew his role, uh, penalty kill guy, right? And, uh, just a character guy. Um, and then, uh, my, another buddy, uh, well, another buddy, uh, another guy who I really enjoyed was, uh, was watching Lee, uh, Stemniak. Um, getting Stemniak, he, he sets up shop on the same dot that Ovechkin sets up on. Um, and whenever he got that 40 goal season, I think it was, um, he was just constantly pumping the puck in the net. And that was during those, the down years, right? Like after Pronger gets traded, um, mm-hmm. after we've got basically, uh, scraps on our team, 
um, he was the guy who I watched and, uh, and just, he made the blues fun. It was his rookie year and he performed really well. And then his sophomore year, uh, yeah, I think he pumped more than 40 goals in and, uh, just really enjoy that. I got a side story about him too. I went to one of those, uh, the the miracle um events that they had at uh, side pockets i don't know if you're familiar with those whenever they had them. Uh, i can tell you it's the dream night with the blues the there it is you got it there it yep. is you got it yep, you got it goes too. yeah yep yeah and uh and i was uh in line to get uh autograph and, and photo with stempniak and uh he asked me whenever we got to the front of the line he said you know do you want uh your girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time was with me and he said, you want your girlfriend to be in the picture too? And I said, no, you know, we might break up and it would absolutely ruin the photo. And he thought that was one of the funniest things that he had heard. Um, you know, we both got a good laugh about that and fast forward uh, a couple of years and yeah, we, she and I broke up and I've still got the, the <laughs> picture got in the my picture game room right now. Yeah, man. And uh, I even spent um I sent him um uh envelope that had the photo um and asked him to uh self addressed uh envelope with it too and asked him to send it back after he signed it. So I actually have the photo of that day uh signature from him too. He uh he was cleaning out his locker at the end of the year and went ahead and signed it and sent it uh so it was pretty cool. I got it hanging up in uh in my game room right now in my man cave, so cool um that's awesome yeah so that's um yeah but you said current though too though right yeah you got a guy that's current as well yeah current would be uh o'reilly and it's the same reason for for uh the way i i really enjoyed action him is just he plays the game the right way um and uh and just hustles uh you know you can watch o'reilly and a guy's getting ready to clear the puck out of the zone and he thinks he's got nobody behind him and O'Reilly's just taking those three extra strides or whatever, and uh, and he's picking their pocket and uh, and turning right back around and uh, and trying to put it in their net. So just uh, just the way the guys play the game, I really enjoy. So oh, it's awesome, yeah. Because St. Louis and me and Chris have talked about this on the podcast, and this is just kind of like a lot of people say that there's always a St. Louis really loves like the grinders. They really love that like blue collar worker. Like it, like you can name. For example, like people love Ryan Reeves. It's a guy like yeah. people were so upset when that guy got traded, and it was just because they loved that guy. Like Craig Connor, another guy that they loved that line. Like a guy who eventually became captain, like Dallas Drake, who was more of yep. a you know a little higher skill, but also like a grinder, did whatever he could to make a play type of guy. So yeah, St. Louis is a big fan of like grinders. So Blair Ashton one it doesn't surprise me. Like I knew that name like right away, so I was like okay. And then yeah. believe it or not, I actually saw a Blair Ashton jersey last season at a game <laughs> and it blew me away it. so i'm like yeah because there's very few because that's my favorite game to play at uh oh that's game great. like what is the what's the most obscure jersey you'll see yeah and that yeah, one my that buddies, with my buddies and i do the same thing my buddies uh mike and my other buddy john and i whenever we go to games we do the exact same thing we're uh we're always on the lookout for the how um, I'm blanking on his name right got right now. The murder for hire guy starts with a P, I think. Uh, Mike Danton. Danton, I'm sorry, that's right. I was thinking Peluso for whatever reason. We're always on the lookout no. for a good Danton jersey. <laughs> that's like there was the, one. I did. We did find winner. one. 
like 2018. <laughs> we did find one. It was walking back for our car. A guy was in front of us. We're like, holy crap, those exist. There, like, there right. is a damn yeah, jersey. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a interesting stuff. So that's a great game. Talk about. Oh, it's it's a fun one to play at the game because it's just like St. Louis, man. They like some obscure guys, and you see some different jerseys for sure. Yeah. So we talked about your fandom for the Blues, and we kind of yeah. uh, the last thing I kind of bring up. I used to ask everybody their favorite like blues memory and you can say any blues memory but lately it seems when i ask that question a lot of people point to last year's playoff run so if you have one outside of last year's playoff run i'm more than happy to hear that but if you have a favorite one from last year's playoff run i would be happy to hear that as well so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do a, a tied you know a two-way tie for for one um my buddies and i do a hockey road trip every year um, it started probably like 10 years ago. So, uh, we've got a ton of memories from that. Uh, this year was supposed to be Florida, but the whole, uh, the whole COVID thing kind of shut that down. Um, but, uh, so any one of those years, whenever we went on our hockey road trip, any one of those places, but then, um, I'm going to go to with, uh, uh, yeah, just this year, right? Uh, the, the playoff games that I got a chance to go to, I got a chance to go to, mm-hmm. The, uh, the game seven, uh, I'm sorry, not the game seven, the clinching game, uh, against San Jose. Uh, yeah, I got a chance to go to the, yeah, that was a good one, right? Uh, I got a chance to go to the one where, uh, the, the only home game that the Blues won, uh, won against Boston. Um, yep. I got a chance to go to, to that game also with my baby brother. Um, so that was super cool. Uh, and then watching the, um, the, the Blues, just game seven in its entirety with some really close friends at, uh, at the blue note sport bar. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And, uh, yeah, we've had uh, a couple of live podcasts over there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's where we watched uh, game seven from. And, um, whenever Bennington just got over on, uh, Nordstrom, I guess, um, and, uh, and made that toe save. Um, I said, uh, I said to my buddy, I allowed myself to say, and I said, I think we could win this. And my buddy Mike said, he said, there's no way we're going to lose. And my buddy and John and I immediately like stared through him. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah. but then whenever, um, whenever Shen puts, puts us up three nothing, you know, I go over in a corner and, uh, and grown man cry because I realize like, this is, this is a thing. Like this is actually going to happen. So. It was, it was definitely, um, you know, it's that two-way tie with just that brotherhood and camaraderie that comes from our hockey road trip in a year. And, uh, and yeah, that run, man, just, just a crazy run. Yeah, just, uh, once in a lifetime, uh, deal last year, which I said, there's hopefully in my lifetime, I get another couple more cups out of it. But I said, like, if it's that run is something that we'll, I have a single group of friends that all talk about, like, we couldn't hang out on the last one because every time we watched the game, sure they lost that series. <laughs> so we told each other, like, all right, like my co-host Chris was actually in Nashville at the time for a convention for his uh, for work, and all my other buddies, I said, we're not going to hang out. I'm just going to sit on my couch because they've won three, they've won two games here. I was at the game four two as well when they were home, so yep. I'm not going to. You know, I was down, you know, I was downtown for game three when that got destroyed, and game six I was. Uh, at a friend's house, and I said, nope, I'm going to stay at home on the couch and see what happens. And, yeah, afterwards, it was a long night, just but it was fun <laughs> getting, doing stuff, but still, it was very fun. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I felt that uh, I talk- felt that victory for, for three days afterwards. 
Uh, the first yeah, thing my wife was very understanding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the yeah, third day though of my celebration, my wife was like, all right, we're, we're getting up. We're doing things. We're not going to be a uh, brown bottle flu for three days in a row. So yeah, but still though, but good time, but that's the time to do it though. So we talk about, you know, blues fandom so far. And the one thing which attracted uh, me to kind of when us fans talking on uh, social media is I saw a lot of the stuff that you're doing with Upcycle Hockey and not only the product that you're putting out, but just kind of your mission in general. So I wanted to kind of give you kind of some time to uh, kind of tell people, like, what you guys are doing, what you're doing at Upcycle Hockey and talk about maybe a little bit of the products and stuff that you're doing. So uh, first off, like, how did you get started like with the products you're making, for example, like some of the stuff you make is just uh, like the chair is what I saw. First off was like you make a lot of stuff out of old hockey sticks, the broken hockey sticks. So yeah. um, before we get into too much, let's tell, tell me how you kind of got started in doing this. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so Jason, I was, um, as I had played hockey over, over the years and stuff, I just had, uh, whenever I broke a stick, uh, I would just kind of, I'd, I'd bring it home for whatever reason and I would put it in, in the corner, right? I always felt bad throwing it away. You know, you spend, uh, mm-hmm. $300. A lot I don't, yeah, but some people do <laughs> on, mm-hmm. uh, on a hockey stick. So, uh, if it got too much wear or whatever, you know, I always said, yeah, uh, maybe I got some play on this for street hockey or I'll go out in the, uh, the driveway and shoot or whatever, blah, 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 right? So, um, but anyway, um, so I was looking online and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with all these hockey sticks that I had. And I found a Adirondack chair. That's the, I think that's the chair that you're talking about um, that was made out of hockey sticks. And so my dad, is uh, he went to trade school for carpentry. And so I show him the picture and I asked him, uh, could we do this? And... Um, you know, he, he said, absolutely, nah, no problems. He's He's got a bunch of tools at his house. And so um, I would go over there on weekends, and we'd spend, you know, a couple hours working on it here, a couple hours working on it there. And he would explain to me what he was doing because um, before I started this business, before I became a homeowner and, and, and kind of opened, uh, started this business, I had never really even ran a power tool. So um, he's he's given me all these pointers, all these safety things. And uh, fast forward a little bit, and uh, we made our first chair. And I did the the, the good son thing and, and made sure that my dad kept that one right. And um, I posted a picture of it on social media and Facebook at the time. And uh, he... Um, and a bunch of people reached out to me and said, that's awesome. You know, I would love to have one. Uh, could you make me one? Could you make me one? I mean, it was just uh, an overwhelming uh, response. And that's whenever I realized, you know, I might uh, I might be onto something here. Uh, we might be onto a little bit of something here and uh, and decided to go ahead and, and try to make a bunch of them. So, yeah, that's that's really how it uh, how it started. So. Cool, yeah. And so going through kind of like what you have, and not only is the chair is kind of like I kind of say main main attraction because so that seems to be the thing yeah. that's like eye, very eye catching to uh, a lot of people who are definitely hockey fans. But some of the stuff you have on there is like you have some uh, I thought there's coasters that you make. Uh, what's some other what other stuff you have? Yeah, like, I so I'll do. Yeah, 
Absolutely, yeah. So I can make desk chairs, I can make in tables, I can make drink coasters, right? Uh, if you think about hockey sticks, um, they're just they're they're flat, right? Um, and basically, any any normal flat surface that you that you've got, you could easily replace it with hockey sticks. Uh, I just have to try to engineer that and make that happen. Um, and uh, yeah, I've made coffee tables. I've made uh, I've made desks um that I've shipped out and um yeah my my main thing is though uh and I was always trying to I'm always trying to figure out how to use every single part of the stick because uh you had mentioned kind of the mission of of the business and I I'm I'm very uh eco conscious uh and I try to make sure that uh you know uh, lower lower food, uh, footprint and everything like that lower carbon footprint so I try to make sure every single bit of the stick can get used. Um, that's where the the drink coasters come in. I try to take every single part, um, you know, from from the the longer sticks that I can use for those end table, uh, the the coffee tables, and the Adirondack chairs, and then there's still some left over. And instead of pitching that, I really try to be zero waste with the hockey sticks, and that's how I come up with the ideas of making these drink coasters and making picture frames and stuff like that to the point where um every little bit of it can uh, can be used uh, or as much as possible and uh, keep them out of landfills which is great which is it's awesome so you got uh, definitely uh, all that stuff so you got from chairs to drink coasters to picture frames anything in between and some of the other stuff that you have <clears throat> excuse me on your website right now uh is obviously you have some shirts and some hats which I thought are really cool uh, I posted a picture recently on social media and I got very good re- people really love the hats. So, uh, you, where'd you kind of come up with the design for the uh, hats? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great, uh, great question. And uh, it actually came out of um, all this this lockdown and everything, right? So, um, with with the lockdown happening, my my girls and I uh, were home, and my wife, our whole family. So, we were saying. Um, we're going to continue educating our kids. Uh, I have a four-year-old daughter and an 18-month-old daughter, um, and we wanted to make sure that they continued their education. So we developed uh, units of study for them, and the first one that my, my oldest daughter wanted was uh, Disney princesses. So I thought, all right, whatever, we can we can make that work. And so um, we were doing uh, Princess and the Frog, and I came up with a coloring activity that was a Florida Lee. And um, I sat her down with one, and I grabbed one, and I gave my my our baby girl um, one too. And um, while the other two, while, while the girls were coloring theirs, uh, I use the term loosely. Um, <laughs> while they were coloring mm-hmm. theirs, um, I went ahead and I just uh, just started to design um, this Florida Lee based off of the the blues, um, you know, the the '90s jerseys. And I thought this is actually pretty cool and contacted my guy, uh, casualties who, uh, um, who has helped me with, with shirt ideas and stuff like that before. And before you know it, um, you know, we were running them. I, uh, I ran it by a couple of my really good buddies and they said, uh, one of them said, you need to do hats. And, um, and that's been, that's been a big draw. People have really enjoyed them. Um, and, uh, you know, the shirts are selling really well too, but, uh, uh, and the hats are, are something that a lot of people are really kind of drawn to. It's unique design. And, um, yeah, I try to design, 
uh, things that I would like to wear myself. I've got a pretty decent collection of, of hats and blues merch. So I figure if I'd spend the money for it, I think that, uh, that other people might too. So. Yeah, like I said, it's really great design, and I think that's, uh, like I said, the response on our post was uh, very overwhelming. So I think you got something there. So uh, we talked about, like, with this lockdown, you recently met, you just mentioned, so with the lockdown kind of happening and hockey kind of being on pause, um, so you said, like, how about your, your inventory for sticks is a little low, what you said. So if people yeah. have a bunch of broken sticks at home, um how can uh if they have some can they get a hold of you to uh yeah. maybe you can just dis- dispose of them so how would that work absolutely yeah um yeah jason and they could go ahead and uh inventory is exceptionally low right now for me for for sticks which uh you can argue is a good thing right because that's the goal is to have uh no waste as far mm-hmm. as sticks is concerned um but uh but yeah i would imagine that there's a handful of people out there who listen to the podcast right now and thinking that they've got that corner uh, in their basement, or they've got that uh, they've got that place in their garage where they've got a bunch of old hockey sticks, and um, and they're thinking, how can I get rid of these things? So, I would be more than glad to uh, to come and, and and pick those up. They can reach out to me on social media, um, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm at Upcycle H, um, and and Facebook is just Upcycle Hockey, and. Um, yeah, I'd be glad to come out and, and pick them up. And if they also were looking at um, the products that I make and if they thought, you know, actually I would like for these sticks to be an end table, I'd be more than glad to work with them on price and kind of cut them, uh, cut them a deal based off of what they're providing me um, to, to make them the whatever material, whatever item that they were looking at. I've had people who've actually sent me sticks uh, that their kids have played with uh, from halfway, uh, across the country, right? From, from California and said, Hey, uh, could you do me a favor and make a in table, uh, out of my, my son's old hockey sticks? And, uh, and then they send me those. I, I make the, you know, I'll make the table, cut them to length and everything like that and, and send it back. And it's a functional, uh, piece of furniture. And it also has uh, has some memories to it too. So yeah, they can reach out to me, and I'd be glad to come by and, and pick them up at any time. Uh, so that's awesome. So like you said, you know, you on yeah Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and so and uh, not Instagram, you, no, but on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, we're following you on the, definitely on Facebook and Twitter. So yep. if you have trouble for some reason finding them, just look up on our. Uh, Let's look up on ours, and we'll get a hold of you. We've tagged you on a couple of things to look on our post, and we'll get you from there. Uh, like I said, we're very excited, uh, both Chris and I, to be working with you and, you know, with everything that you do. So if you, especially, like I talked about for now, like getting the chairs and everything like that, that's going to be, you know, a little, take, might take a little longer due to your inventory, but definitely check out the hats and shirts that you have in stock right now. And uh, do you want? I know you mentioned this to me before, but is there anything uh, you might want to set a possible deal for listeners of the podcast? Yeah, Jason, I'm really excited. So uh, I've got this uh, promo code that we're going to be running, uh, Pod, uh 15 where anybody who is a listener of the podcast can go ahead and put that in on uh, currently my Etsy site, and they can receive 15% off their order. So um, 
get on there and check it out. Um, there's a couple different styles of shirts that I've got on there right now and uh, three different styles of hats. So um, if you're interested, if you like it, go ahead and uh, save a little bit of money. And, yeah, it'll be out to you probably in uh, in about a week or so. Yeah, well, yeah, we're looking forward to that. So definitely everybody get on there and check it out. Uh, go to uh, Twitter or Facebook and click on the Etsy link that's on your thing, BHPod15, and you get 15% off. So a really good deal on some really great merchandise. Highly recommended. I got a hat or hat in the other day, and it's tremendous. Great quality. It's not like you're getting some of these sites where they have hats that you produce and you just like throw a hat and it's like give you something. And no, this is like legit quality hats. That is something that you could buy if you go to the Blue Note store and buy a hat. It's that level quality. Highly recommended. Pick one up today. Get one for the playoff run. Hopefully, we get something coming up soon. Hopefully, by August, get the playoff run. Have your hat by then. Be ready to go. Uh, so, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today, Eric. Uh, before we go, I'll go throw all of our Instagram and all our good stuff out there so you get a hold of us at the podcast. Uh, it is at Blues Hockey NHL for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's Blues Hockey Podcast. Or our website, which our website is blueshockeypodcast.net or .com. Uh, you'll have links to uh, not only Upcycle Hockey on their social medias, also their store link is under our affiliates tab. So go to our affiliates tab, and you'll see a big Upcycle Hockey logo right there, along with Rockstar Taco Shack, our other sponsor. Click on that. You'll take a both. You'll take it to directly to the store where you can use the code BHPOD15 to get a sweet hat or sweet shirt. So, Eric, uh, I just want to make sure. you got. I think uh, we talked about the socials, so I think we're good. So thank you very much for being on the show today, and we really look forward to working with you on the podcast. Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I couldn't agree more, man. All right. Well, thanks, and we'll uh, talk to everybody soon. Bye.